Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 14 about the national parks in Florida. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get the most out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week's episode is brought to you by RV Share. If you're looking to add some adventure into your life but don't have an RV or a travel trailer, take a look at RV Share. They take the worry away with pickup and drop off and whether you're looking for a destination camping or some peace and serenity in the great outdoors like with the national parks hassle-free adventure awaits with rv share visit floridatravelpod.com rv share for our top rv rental picks in florida to begin your camping adventure this week we're going to talk all about the national parks and monuments in florida before we talk about that let's go into our florida tip of the week Tanya. Yes. Um, well, because in our camping episode, I made it clear that I didn't know the difference between national and state parks. Can you uh, give us the difference? It comes down to funding. Essentially, the national parks are funded by the National Park Service, which is a government, a federal government organization. And the state parks are funded by the state. So your dollars for your federal taxes go to all of the parks all over the country. And your state um, funds stay here in the state. There are state parks that are just as magnificent as the national parks. The national parks just have that federal protection funding And that's really all it comes down to. Gotcha. See? I think another thing, too, and we can keep talking about funding and national parks, and obviously we're going to talk a lot more about national parks, but if you're going to go outside... You should for... You should forget? Holy cow. (laughs) Don't forget your sunscreen. Don't forget. You should not Not forget. forget. (laughs) Don't forget your sunscreen. You should not forget your sunscreen. I got it. Something like that. Grammar lesson of the day. There you go. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to say the national parks and the state parks. uh, Did you know that there are 11 national parks in Florida? Um, I knew that there was a lot of them. I didn't know there was 11. I think when most people think of national parks, they, and especially in Florida, they probably only think of the Everglades National Park. And we're going to cover that. Mm -hmm. But we're also talking about monuments, seashores, memorials, and national preserves. And uh, obviously, you know, we're going to talk all about all of these national parks and monuments. One thing to remember is national parks have a different uh, cost structure than your state parks do. That's another difference. And however, you can get a national park annual pass or even a state park annual pass. And we'll cover state parks a little bit more in a future episode. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. National Park annual pass will get you into most of these places. Yeah, so look into that before it's you... It's $80 yeah. for a family. Usually you can get a car of four people yeah. into the national parks. So let's dive in. Let's talk about the national park most people would know about in Florida, and that is the Everglades National Park. Yes. We mentioned Everglades a little bit on uh, the episode with Harmony Skillman when we talked a little bit about what is in southwest Florida. Uh, the Everglades National <laughs> Park spans southeast Florida and southwest Florida. It goes entire. It goes across the entire bottom of the state. And it is, it's exactly what you would picture of the Everglades. It's Mm -hmm. those waterways with the seagrasses. Have you ever been? I've been through it, yes. Okay. 
it uh, you're going to see rare and endangered species like manatees, crocodiles, the American crocodile, which is different from the alligator. Yes. And I mean, we could do a homeschool lesson all on that. I, I could. I don't remember what how to tell the difference. I know it's got to do with the eyes and the pointy nose. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I just know they've got big teeth. That's, I mean, they have or a very, a lot very of teeth. pointy nose and an alligator has, it looks like they ran into a wall, like a, like a <laughs> hippopotamus style. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Good. Good to know. Also uh, crocodiles eyes are different. They have the, it looks like a snake. Oh, okay. Well, so you can find American crocodiles down in the Everglades. I have seen the crocodiles. There's I've lots seen, of them. I've also seen the alligators, uh, just like especially with this kind of wildlife. Keep your distance. Oh, yeah. They won't bother you. Uh, you could even, the Florida panther has been seen down in the Everglades. And the Everglades, I love this. It's a World Heritage Site. And it's an international biosphere reserve, a wetland of international importance. And so it's important that we protect this area. And that's what the national parks do. It's uh, so uniquely beautiful considering it's a national park. It's not what you think of when you think of a national park. You think of trees and woods and this is completely different. It is so uniquely Florida, yeah. I think, as well. I mean, you can have wetlands and uh, swamps in the other southern states, but I think the Everglades are so uniquely Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been to the Everglades. We entered on the Homestead uh, area, which is southeast Florida near Miami. You can enter the Everglades National Park from the other area, uh, from the Naples side. We went through the visitor centers, and it's a it's a big park. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what we did was drive around, stop, get out, walk a little bit get back in the car, drive around again. There's no way we saw a quarter of it. There even. is no shortage of adventures to be had in that area. You can do kayaking. They have Jeep safaris. Um, there's a wet walk with a naturalist. Oh, yeah. A wet walk. Yeah. So you, you go through, like you said, you got out and walked. Um, you follow with this person. Obviously, you want to follow just what they tell you to do. <laughs> yes, you do. But they have, you can do plants and birds and ecosystems. Um, and there's a, there's actually the wet walk is part of a boat ride. So you do the wet walk and the boat ride together with lunch. It's a whole day adventure. I popped onto their website. Mm -hmm. You will get wet. Yeah. These these wet people walk. are standing in their knees in water. Again, you're with the guide. So they're gonna know. You're yeah. not gonna get you're not gonna get chased by an alligator. You'll be fine. I'm sure Madison would love that one. <laughs> uh there's yeah, there's a there's a, an adventure hotel. Yep. Uh I think you can find some places to camp within the Everglades as well. Uh it's so massive and mm -hmm. expansive. You there's it's a huge section of South Florida. Absolutely. But go to the visitor center and check that out. Do you remember, or we'll talk about some of the other places we've been, but what's the, what's a wonderful thing for the kids to do in the national parks? Biking? I was thinking of the junior ranger programs. Oh. <laughs> remember when you go to the national parks, they have these junior ranger programs and the kids, and they're geared specifically to each park. So oh, if you yeah. have... If you have a National Parks passport, you got to stop and get your stamp for sure. And then the kids can do these junior ranger programs, which help them discover the area. They can be a scavenger hunt. It can be um, coloring pages. I have done these all over the country. And 
they offer even, uh, I have a vast range of ages in my family, and they give us uh, one that's geared more toward my younger child, one that's geared toward my older children, um, so that they can still accomplish what's in the booklet. And the booklet is no joke. I mean, there's a lot of information. They It's a it's an actual education. I learned something from yeah. it, for mm-hmm. sure. And I do too. you can always, always stop and talk to the guides. They're more than happy to give you the information about their park. And then you get, you get a cool pin to go with it so they can collect all their pins from the national parks. They do get the pins. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. I love the passport idea. I yeah. love getting the stamps from everywhere. Um, and you can do this at all of these places that we mentioned, uh, within sight of Miami and so close to the Everglades is Biscayne National Park. And that is this beautiful combination of emerald islands, coral reefs, it's history, there's pirates, shipwrecks, pineapple farmers, outdoor enthusiasts can boat, snorkel, camp, watch the wildlife, or simply relax in a rocking chair gazing out over the bay. That's a great way to end the day. I love that idea. I think, and I think what's really neat is because it is so close to Miami, it's close to the Everglades, yet it is another designated national park in Florida. And they're known for their Maritime Heritage Trail. Oh, yeah. I looked this up and I thought this was just the coolest thing. I, I, You snorkel through a bunch of shipwrecks and there's a lot of them. There's, I mean, that area is t- filled oh, with shipwrecks. Wow. And there's a, uh, if you go on their website, you can get this story map that tells the story of all the different shipwrecks. So as you're going through, I mean, obviously you wouldn't have that underwater. With you, but <laughs> Learn it beforehand, then go down. Yeah, I'm going to put that link in the in the, the show notes. Or get your underwater camera and take pictures yeah. of the shipwrecks and then go back and research what did you see. What did you see, yeah. And what did you learn? What a cool, different activity to do in a national park. Yeah. Though, I mean, that's, not, I, I mean, I love, I love you, Western National Parks, but you're not going to be snorkeling. Nope. In Utah. No. You're, you're only going to find something like that in Florida. I, what a unique way to do that. And so Biscayne, again, is another national park here in Florida. And then the third national park is Dry Tortugas. Mm-hmm. Do you Have you ever been to the Dry Tortugas? Uh-uh. And do you know why most of us haven't been to the Dry Tortugas? You can only get there by boat. Well, then I probably won't ever go. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's 70 miles west of Key West. It is uh, the Dry Tortugas National Park. It's a 100-square-mile national park. It is, yeah, mostly open water with a few small islands. And you can get there by seaplane as well. I'll take the seaplane. Okay. (laughs) It's known uh, for Fort Jefferson, which is an actual fort on the Dry Tortugas National Park. I could see why they would have needed a fort there. Exactly. I mean, if you're talking this is west of... Key West and yeah. Key West being the furthest West Island, it really isn't the furthest Western point. It mm-hmm. is more like go to dry Tortugas. Obviously you're going to be able to snorkel there as well. They've got coral we- reefs and marine life, um, bird life that frequent the area. And again, more history. So they have a, Oh, it's the Windjammer. Um, wreck is off the shore there. You can, um, you can dive to the windjammer wreck. I thought uh, windjammers were those little things you, you know, surfed on top of the water with. This was a logging. Um, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. 
Um, there's, I'm going to put the link in there, but it's, it's a neat little place. You have to dive to that one though. I don't think you can snorkel to that one. And, um, and there's also lighthouses in that area too. I saw that. And then you also put in here that Fort Jefferson is one of the largest coastal forts. Mm -hmm. What a great place to explore. If you, I mean, how cool is it to go to a national park that you can't get to? Right. <laughs> Go to a national park that you can't get to in traditional means. Yeah, but look at the different lighthouse of, of historic fort, diving, snorkeling, history, all in one place. In beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful, you know, blue, crystal clear, blue waters. Yes. Oh, can you imagine what a what a gorgeous place uh, Fort Dry Tortugas Dry Tortugas is? Goodness gracious. <laughs> Uh, just north of, so I think that covers the national parks. Right. And like we said, there's more than that in the national park system in Florida. So just north of the Everglades is Big Cypress National Preserve uh, that helps the Everglades. It's the freshwater part of the Big Sw Cypress Swamp. I can't say all of these S words, Christina. <laughs> Help me. Nope. <laughs> I will let you stumble all over okay. those. It says they have rich marine estuaries along the Florida we learned about those coast. You did. We put them on a previous episode. Okay. If you want to learn about estuaries, you'll have to go back and find them. <laughs> uh, it's over. The, I mean, Big Cypress National Preserve is 729,000 acres of swamp. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume because it's swamp, it's probably quite undeveloped. Yes. I, I mean, it's swamp, but what can you do in the swamp? You What's, can put Disneyland. Well, okay. Yes. <laughs> Disney a World. little further north. Yes. Uh, but you've got, <clears throat> I mean, you've got a mixture of tropical plants and diverse wildlife. Again, you can find maybe find the Florida panther mm -hmm. there. I mean, you're not going to likely see the Florida panther when you're out there during the day. However, if you're quiet enough, if yeah, and you sit still long enough, uh, but what else is there fun to do in the swamp? Again, tons of adventurous things to do. There's airboat air tours. There's a place called Captain Jack's um, that offers airboat tours. They offer other types of tours, too, that are boating. But I just thought the airboats were kind of, I can't say airboats. Oh, airboots. <laughs> air <boots. laughs> air, I'm, I'm Canadian now. <laughs> Um, and that Captain Jack's happens to right this month. They're doing um, like a buy one, get one or buy one, get one half off on some of their tours. Check into that place um, when you're getting ready to go and just see if they're doing something special. But airboat tours just seems like the cool way to get through the swamps, I think. What um, a, another great, unique Florida yep. opportunity. If you live in Florida and you haven't done an airboat tour, and especially if you are visiting Florida, airboat tours are... It's so much fun because you're gliding over the top of the water. Yep. And that allows them to go over the water, but go over all of these grasses that you see in the water too. Yeah. It is a river of grass. And it's, it's educational in that respect too, because they're, they, they guide you, they guide you through the tour. So you learn. Um, and also there's ranger guided activities, discovery hikes, boardwalk talks, interpretive canoe programs. Those are all different things. Not part of Captain Jack's just some other oh, things, other things that you, in Big yeah, Cypress. Other yes. things that you canoe trips, swamp oh, buggies. Do you know what a swamp buggy is? 
Well, I'm guessing it is maybe one of those all-terrain vehicles that can also go in the water. Oh, okay. So sort of like what you did when you went to... Um, when I talked about the mucky duck yeah, mucky in duck. Claremont. Yes, po- quite possibly. There's birding, biking tours, biking tours through the swamps. I wonder what that's like. I don't know. I'd want to take a canoe trip. I think that would be so different to go through those river of grasses and just, I mean, get lost, but... A guided canoe trip for sure so that I really don't get lost. So there's also um, eight campgrounds in this area. Wow. That tells you how big it is. The the thing about their campgrounds is they are mostly boondocking campsites. And boondocking means you are not hooked up to anything. You need to be able to be self-sustaining. So it's a little more challenging, a little Rustic. more off the grid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but But... How cool and unique would that be to camp in the Everglades sort of on your own? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, and you said Everglades, we were talking about Uh, Big Cypress. But that's just it. The Everglades, you have Everglades National Park, but really the Everglades just kind of describe this ecosystem Mm -hmm. that covers all of South Florida. It's a swamp. (laughs) It's a swamp. It's rivers of grass. (laughs) I I like the idea of rivers of grass. Rivers of grass and and apparently crocodiles too. (laughs) Uh, because Florida is a peninsula, it stands to reason that we would have two national seashores Mm. in Florida. Mm -hmm. So Cape Canaveral is important because, uh, a lot of this national seashore was set aside when the space program came to Mm -hmm. Florida. They bought up all of this land because they didn't want anyone with homes nearby when they're launching rockets into the air. Makes sense. I'm kind of glad. <laughs> the National Seashore in Canaveral encompasses Titusville, New Smyrna Beach. It is dunes and hammocks and lagoons. Uh, it is also, um, you know, really just undeveloped shoreline. You've been there. I have. You went camping. I did. We camped on the beach at, um, <sighs> seriously. At the National Seashore? Yes, but what was the name of that place? Canaveral National Seashore? I can't remember the name of the campground. It's on the tip of my tongue. Okay, we'll get there yeah. after we're another, done recording this episode. Another episode. We'll, we'll, <laughs> she'll remember. Talk about it. Uh, I, I, Canaveral, uh, you know, it's what a great way to go experience that area, too. Mm-hmm. You know, pop on over and visit Kennedy and everything to do in Titusville. So head to the beach. Um, yes, we have camped there in a campground, but have you ever heard of backcountry island camping? I would imagine that's similar to boondocking. This place, it, it back island is only tent camping. Okay. So you get out there, you're on an island, it's primitive. So primitive camping, you bring your own stuff. There's no bathrooms, there's no electricity, there's nothing, nothing out there, but you, your tent and whatever you brought with you. Okay. Um, prime habitat for many of the threatened and endangered species um there's nesting beaches and thousands of protected marine turtles oh something else about the national seashore you probably have a lot of nesting turtle nests Mm -hmm. absolutely and we we did talk a little bit about the turtles back on episode three what you need to know about the florida beaches Mm mm-hmm yeah, we did. We talked about them being endangered and the way that the beaches handle those situations. And that's why this backcountry island camping is like prim- completely primitive because they want to make sure everything in that area is completely protected. Prime that's habitat. perfect. Mm-hmm. 
The other national seashore is Gulf Islands, and that is in the Panhandle. And actually, that particular seashore encompasses uh, Gulf Breeze, Florida, and Ocean Springs, Mississippi. So it's got to cover Alabama then too, I right? Think so. I, I, I think can't imagine it spans that's that called far. Gulf Shores. So thank you, Jetty Park. Good oh. grief! I can't. I'm going there again, and I still couldn't remember Jetty Park. <laughs> Jetty Park, back to Canaveral Sorry, seashore. I said it like a hundred times. I've said Jetty Park. I don't know why that word I eluded me. I should have known that too for you. That's why I was looking at you. I'm like, please, you have to know this word. Okay, back to, um, I, have to I have to point out, I don't think either one of us has been to the National Seashore. I have not been to the Gulf Islands National Seashore. No, not up there. I know it's these, you know. It's the most beautiful places in the Florida. The Panhandle, yeah. and it's these beautiful aquamarine waters white sand beaches it's, it's everything it you imagine what a caribbean beach might look like mm-hmm. but in the panhandle of florida it's so funny that because they're they're named the most beautiful beaches in florida and how have neither of us been there because it's a drive <laughs> it from is a where drive. we live it's we pointed good... that out before you can't really t- you can't really take on florida from tip to gulf shore in a day it's like a, top to bottom yeah it's impossible However, it's definitely on my list. Uh, I love that uh, they talk about um, you can, there's camping spots, there's tours of an old fort, there's places to fish. Obviously, it's a seashore. You can go swimming and looking for seashells at the seashore. If you have a campground up there and you want me to come up there, I'd be happy to. Can you please find a place for me? Because I can't find one. (laughs) She's been looking. Uh, Let's go into some of the monuments. And there's that place that you can never remember the name of. So yeah, thank yeah. goodness it's, it's in our notes. It's written down for me now. <laughs> Castillo de San Marcos. Oh, very beautiful. <laughs> si, si, it's the fort. It's just the fort. That's what I know it as. And where's the fort? In St. Augustine. In St. Augustine. We've had a few episodes dedicated to St. Augustine. The monument, Castillo de San Marcos, is that fort in the middle of St. Augustine. What is your favorite part about that fort? Going up to the top and hearing them, the cannons, the cannons, hearing them blast the cannons. I, for me, I think it was always the uh, the tour, the people on the tour. How you know they they basically, it's like you're talking to them in their time period. Yes, they're yeah. dressed. I, that's another thing we've talked about in Saint Augustine is just the living history, the people reenacting the actual history there, and they do that at Castillo de San Marcos. Again, I know your National Park Pass does get you mm-hmm, into the fort. Uh, it was, um, it's the oldest fortification in the continental United States. So again, that oldest city has the oldest fort. And although they are not running their normal actor experiences right now where they have people in there, you there is an app. There's an app for that. Of course there is. That you can use for a self-guided walking tour. I will put that link in the show notes. Um, but it basically talks you through everything that you would have experienced with the walking tour with the people, the actors, um, only it's in an app. An audio version, I'm yes. sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of these places, well, all of these places can be found at nps.gov. That's your national park system.gov. Mm-hmm. And you can just search for the Florida parks. That's how we found a lot of our information that we wanted to talk about. Uh, the next one is another one that's just outside of St. Augustine. It's Fort Matanzas. And that is another, um, it's another Coquina watchtower in the fort, the, the fort. 
that Christina <laughs> says. Castillo de San Marcos is also made out of coquina, coquina. and that's a type of shell and mud. It makes a very they, sturdy building. May, I mean, if it's lasted 450 years, yeah. why are we not building more things out of coquina, no especially in a hurricane state? Um, this was, um, my son and I have visited Fort Matanzas. It was, um, like I said, it's a watchtower and it defended the Southern approach to St. Augustine and it helped protect approximately 300 acres of the coastal waterways, um, during Spanish occupation. And it's, I mean, it's a nice walk it's a nice place to just walk around a little bit it's not a little day trip it's not as major as some of the other places but it's important and Mm. that's why it is a national monument and that's why uh we we're going to talk about that here in florida Mm -hmm. um the next one is another one i've been to um have you been to desoto national memorial i haven't been to the memorial i've been to that area though. okay so memorials are also areas in part of the national park systems these I think are areas that they set aside a little bit of land. It is not a monument, but it has information about certain people or events and things and houses uh, that have um, are important to Florida's history. DeSoto is in Bradenton, Florida. It's just south of Tampa. We've been there because we studied Florida history and Hernando DeSoto, even though, um, Ponce de Leon may have landed in Florida first or the first <laughs> European to land in Florida. There were people here. Uh, Hernando de Soto is one that actually really explored a lot of Florida. So you're going to hear de Soto in many different um, locations. There's street names, county names, city names uh, dedicated to de Soto. And I think he was the first European to make it to the Mississippi. Wow. So he really did a lot of exploration and you can learn this at the memorial. And when we were there, there was some living history. Mm-hmm. They did uh, musket uh, reenactments. They had, so they have that living history camp. Yeah, the Camp uh, Uzita. Camp Uzita. Uh, right now, it's not, um, you know, we're, I, I expect that some of these things are going to start returning, especially yeah. uh, summer of 2021. Their websites say things are going to be opening in May-ish, so just make sure to check. Um, There's a lot of things in that area, same as everywhere else in Florida, hiking, biking, biking, bird watching. (laughs) That was a combination of bird watching and biking. There you go. Birking. Birking. I'm going to patent that. It's not a patent. That's not the right word. Copyright that word. What a great great thing to do. Bird and bike at the same time. (laughs) Birking. They have a fishing clinic that is also temporarily not running, um, but you can look into that for if you're going to be planning to go there during the summer to see if that's if that has begun again. Um, and they have a great visitor center with they some do. exhibits in there. So you've been to their visitor I, center? Yeah, we did the visitor center. We did the Camp Uzita, the Living History the living Camp. History. Mm-hmm. And the visitor center traces the path that Hernando took from you know, landing on the um, eastern side of Florida, exploring the western side of Florida, making it up the coast through mm-hmm. Alabama and Mississippi until he hit, He was, you know, uh, just like all Spanish explorers, they were looking for gold. Gold. <laughs> Conquistadors. <laughs> all the treasures. Right? Um, the other memorial in Florida, this one is kind of a combination. There's an ecological and historic preserve and a national memorial in Jacksonville. And we visited together Mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago, and this is the Fort Caroline and the 
Timukwin? No, Timukwin. Timukwin. Oh, geez. I did this yesterday. You I looked did. up how to pronounce <laughs> Timukwin. Timukwin. Kwan. Timukwin. It's T I M U C U A N. And I'm so sorry for butchering that word. And if you don't do a podcast, you can't make fun of us. <laughs> and there's plenty of people who do. They will make fun of us. Dang it. Timukwin is part of the ecological and historic preserve in Jacksonville. And then on this preserve, you can find. Uh, Fort Caroline. And at Fort Caroline, this was um, one of the few French uh, forts that actually made it into this area of Florida because the French even tried to get over here as mm-hmm. well. It was mostly Spanish and English, um, but there was a short period of time where the French were in the Jacksonville area and they were seeking religious freedom in the new land. And Fort Caroline represents that. The What we really enjoyed at the um, Timucuan Memorial was the Kingsley Plantation. Mm-hmm. Christina, tell us about the plantation. It, this was so, so beautiful. It was, um, it was a plantation run by slaves. It was a woman-run It was originally um, owned by uh, a man named Kingsley who married one of his slaves and then eventually set her free. Mm-hmm. And then she ran it. When and she so she it. was a black woman running, running a plantation. plantation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to look. I, I've got the links here. They'll be in the show notes. The, I can't remember the years. I'm so look neat. That up the, right now. The, the part I love so much about that place is they actually still had quarters standing. They were Slave barely quarters. standing, but they were, they were all set up out there. And it was like just this really realistic um, walk through what that looked like at that time. You know, how they had the separate living quarters, the separate kitchen, the house was, you know, the main house that was there. It was right on the river and the river was how they did their trading. That's right. mm -hmm. So it was, um, you know, it was a, it was a prime real estate location for, for trade for them. Um, a beautiful, beautiful home, but a piece of history that is, you know, I don't think you see places like that very often where there's still the the quarters quarters still sitting there. It's that, tragic piece of history it's that you know yeah, but give gives you, you a chills, really good but oh gives you that yeah real unfortunate real life experience yeah. uh um anna was freed in 1811 okay. and she had her own land and her own slaves when she was freed by zephaniah kingsley uh, in um, he owned that area in 1814, and then his wife was from Senegal, West Africa, mm-hmm. and she was purchased as a slave. But then um, she actively participated in the plantation management, which I, I mean, just her story alone it and learning really... that there at Kingsley Plantation was just again that piece of that's such a large piece of our history that we don't know enough about and you learn these pieces as you go into the national parks and they're they all have, over the place they have the little headset that you can you use and it directs you all over the property it's a big property directs you everywhere and gives you all this information at each site on the property that's right mm-hmm. that's right all right i think so i think we've covered that's, that's it. um you know those that national memorial and ecological and historic preserve mm-hmm. in the timaquan I got it right this Tim time. McQuan. Tim yes, McQuan Tim Preserve McQuan. and Kingsley Plantation in Jacksonville, along with Fort Caroline. They're all kind of connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great, it was such a great learning experience. It's a great day there, yeah. When we went. Uh, so I think now it's time for our Florida featured product of the week. 
Each week, we want to share Florida fri- our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. <laughs> this week's product is pecans from J.W. Refro. Refro? Refro Pecan Company. Um, they're located in Pensacola. Um, they also offer all kinds of nuts. Um, they do candied, roasted, salted, and raw, and they also make fudge, New Orleans-style pralines, as well as coffee, honey, syrups, pickled fruits, and veggies, and pecan oil. Is it pralines or pralines? I don't know. I thought it was I think pralines. It depends on where you're from. I say and pralines. Is it pecans or pecans? I say pecans. <laughs> and I, I think it depends on how I'm saying it, whether I say pecans or pecans. Yeah, th- those two, I know, I, I, some things like that, but these, I say pecans and pralines. <laughs> I, I love that this is our favorite featured product of this week because you don't normally think of this as a Florida product, (laughs) but because they're up there in Pensacola, they're closer to that. I I mean, they've branched out to Georgia. You see pecans everywhere, but you can find these things in Florida too. If you just know where to look. That's right. Where can we find the Florida Travel Pod? Florida Travel Pod can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod. You can also find us on these two locations. We have show notes in your favorite podcast player or visit floridatravelpod.com slash blog for the full details. You can reach out to us by email at Florida. Hello at floridatravelpod.com. Hello Hello at (laughs) You can support the Florida Travel Podcast by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. This helps others discover our content. Uh, Additionally, you can support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash floridatravelpod. Our supporters will get shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more depending on your level of support. And so for just a few bucks a month, you can help us continue to create all of this wonderful content for you the best content from the sunshine state that's it for this week i'm tanya i'm christina stay sunny everyone